I usually have a few drinks to get into the Nice. Podcast move, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Alright. Hola amigos, welcome back to my podcast. Welcome back to The Strange Perspective. We are in week three in Furry Month. We have done Louis. We have done Verti. And I wanted to tackle something a little more different this time. The first one was a little very personal the second one was a little more laughs now we're gonna go in to something i have a strong passion for in terms of drinking it not knowledge alcohol so i turn to my friend i turn to my protogen friend please help me with this i need your help ladies and gentlemen please welcome my guest nunky wolf oh i'm nunky <laughs> my friend Welcome. Welcome to my podcast, to my very quaint podcast that I've been doing for a few years and yet uh, hasn't grown at all. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. So, please, tell me a little about yourself. Who are you? Just general information. Well, I'm Nanki. I'm a purple protogen. Um, doing weird stuff on the internet, talking to friends, gaming a bit, talking about whiskey to friends and such. So... Nothing special. I'm 22 years old. And, of course, you are, since it's furry month, a furry, which is how we met online. I, of course, I'm a furry. We indeed met over a... Uh, Interesting a Telegram group. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's keep it at that. Yeah, it's yeah. a rather interesting Telegram group. But I do want to know, when did you become a furry? Ooh, that is a really fun one. I became a furry in actually a pretty long time ago, which would be 10 years ago almost. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm assuming it's, it's a bit um, complicated on when I exactly became a furry, but I would imagine it being around summer, autumn 2013. So that indeed would be 10 years ago this, this year. Yeah. 10 year anniversary. Pretty much, yeah. So that's my birthday will be kind of my furry anniversary this year. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What what Hell made yeah. you what made you go get into furry? Was it was it art? Was it what was it Disney movies that a lot of people have? What was it that made you become a furry? Was not per se an unusual way. It's just a way I've rarely really heard. It was basically a um, classmate of mine who showed me a video of Telephone, the Dutch Angel Dragon. Mm. For the ones that know, um, he's the official maker of the Dutch Angel Dragon species. So thank her. Mm. <laughs> but that, so a friend of mine showed me a video of uh, of her dancing at the fur convention, and I was like, hmm, oh. I really like those videos. So I ended up lo uh, looking up. Those videos more on the daily almost, where even slowly my parents not really joined in, but they were just watching along with me because I'm just simply watching some furry vines, just some very innocent stuff. Where eventually my parents are like, hmm, we really like it as well. Could you tell me something about it? So I did. Oh, that's awesome. So... Have you been I to a furry convention? Um, I went to two. I went to a small one twice. 
which only had 120 uh, attendees in 2017 and 19. Mm -hmm. I didn't go in 2018 because I had other plans. Mm -hmm. I did visit Euroference, but the only thing I did was um, I went to the hotel, only the hotel space, looked at the um, for uh, the fursuit parade, and then at one year I actually went to the hotel to have dinner there, and that's basically it. I wasn't really an attendee. I just visited, have, uh, have a look and uh, there, and that's it. All right. Yeah, what What is, like, do you have any plans in the future for for a fursuit? Now, you're a protogen, so we're talking a very, very, very expensive suit, but is that something you have in the plans, or is that not interesting at all? Like, how do you feel towards that? My production definitely is a plan in the far future. Now, not per se far future, but I am planning to eventually get myself a production for a suit. Oh, wow. But as you indeed mentioned it uh, earlier, it's a very expensive suit. Yeah. One of the most expensive ones um, when you're only talking about the head price, yeah. which could easily cost up to three, four, maybe 5,000 euros. God. That's a car. That indeed would be a used car, indeed. Yeah. Fuck. But I mean, it's 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 what we are. It's what we do. It's what we love. It, it is. Yeah. It's it's a hobby after all. So yeah. People with a hobby can can indeed spend thousands upon thousands of yeah. euros on their hobby. Exactly. I mean, God damn it. I mean, the way I see it, money, we have money to spend it. We have money to create memories. If it's if it's a fursuit, if it's, I mean, God knows people said you paid how much for the Kane fursuit? Easily, easily, without a doubt, one of the best things I've ever done. I have uh, yeah, Kane I, I tattooed on my fingers for a reason, you know? Yeah, it's a really good investment in a way. So... Speaking of hobbies, speaking of passions, speaking of things that we put a lot of mon money into, especially me every weekend, I want hey. to talk about alcohol. Hell yeah. But in this case, it's a specific alcohol. It is whiskey. So I'm going to ask you my very first question, because some people want to take my head when I ask this question, and other people just explain normally. So I want to see if we start off on the right foot. Whiskey e Y and whiskey with just Y at the end. Is there a difference? And if it is, yes. what is it? It's not per se a product difference. It's simply just a spelling difference. It's just etymology. It's the Scottish people, and I think Irish as well, call it whiskey with just a Y mm -hmm. on the end. And American and everyone outside of the UK and Ireland will write it with EY. It's simply a spelling thing. It has it doesn't really have a distinct meaning in what it is. Alright. It however is a clever way of um seeing what someone drinks. If someone says whiskey with an E, they're either drinking American or something else. And if it's just a Y, they could just be drinking Scottish. And where would you class my my drink, my drink of choice, good old Jim Beam? People tell me that's not whiskey, that's bourbon. 
And I say, it says on the label, whiskey bourbon. What, what, what's, what's the problem? It says whiskey. What would you class Jim Beam? I would call it a bourbon whiskey. Bourbon whiskey. Bourbon would be, not per se, it's, not, it's not per se a subcategory. Whiskey is just an umbrella term of an aged grain alcohol, at least aged for three years. Not per se in a specific um, country, like three years in America, we'll make it bourbon whiskey. Aged in Scotland, we'll make it Scotch whiskey, etc. And what's what's your personal your personal opinion on Jim Beam? I personally have not really tried it, but the time I did try Jack Daniels, which would be somewhat similar to what it is, I might imagine I would pretty much like it a lot, actually. I'll just say this. I personally have a strong dislike for Jack Daniels, but like I'll drink Jim Beam every weekend for the rest of my life. Taste taste wise, I think it is day and night. I can never explain to you like, you know, what is what. All I know is if you blindfold me and you give me one Jack Daniels and one Jim Beam, I will tell you which one is Jack Daniels. Oh, easy, yeah. But that, but that's because I just really dislike Jack Daniels. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's simply personal taste. Yes, absolutely. And it really depends on the person. So we'll go into more more basic, but still a connection to you. What what is it with with whiskey that fascinates you? What is it that you like about it? Like, what made you go into it? That is a very good question. I personally like the um, the fact it's complicated yet still explorable there are a lot of different distilleries all and therefore a lot of different styles but eventually it comes down to some distinct styles you can easy dif- easily differentiate where you can see what will i like and yeah, what what will what will I like, and what do I have to look for? So it's it's the um, you said before that whiskey is an umbrella term. So what what you liked about it is how it can span out to different to different subjects into different areas, yet all belong to the same term that is whiskey. It's a very volatile substance indeed. A whiskey distilled in the heat of Texas will bring forward an, a totally different tasting palette than one distilled in the Scottish Highlands. Hmm. And it, 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 really dis, it, it really differs on the, on the barrel they use as well. It can, ex, it can extremely influence, influence um, a whiskey. How long have you had whiskey as, as, as a hobby, as, a, as an interest? Not terribly long, however, I do ha- I do have that interest for quite some time. But up until October, November last year, I've really started to get more into it, more seriously. Is this something you do alone? Do, do you share this? Do you share this hobby with with, with someone, a, a partner, a friend, or is it something that you just feel strongly for yourself? Now I do luckily uh, share with my partner 
and um, his other partner as well, because a poly relationship. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but all three are all really interested in whiskey. We, we really love it. And so I can share my knowledge and all that stuff with them. Where would you say that you are in terms of like your knowledge of, of whiskey? Now, I don't mean like small, big. I mean like it. What what do you do with this information? Do do you do you work in a distillery? Would you like to work in a distillery? Do you what is both the um what do you want with this knowledge, and what are you doing right now with this knowledge? My eventual dream is as you quickly noticed, it is quickly suggested it. Yes, I indeed really do want to work at the distillery in Scotland, mm-hmm. either just as a worker or maybe as a tour guide, which I would absolutely love to do in my life. Mm-hmm. Whereas nowadays I'm working at a liquor store where, um, it, where that also sort of awakened my passion for whiskey since I talk about it uh, to customers and stuff. I sell it, of course. So um, it really made me want to dig into it again and learn about it again. But I'm guessing you, you don't work specifically with whiskey at the liquor store. I'm guessing you should uh, that you have, well, you you have a base knowledge on on most of the the spirits that are in there. In case someone is looking for wine, or does it work like that over there where you live, or is Absolutely. it no? You're in the whiskey aisle. I am in the um, the entire shop because it's not it's really not a big shop. Mm-hmm. I do have to uh, know a bit of everything. Not. It's not inc- it's not per se uh, like you have to do it, but it would absolutely be amazing if you know more about that stuff, so you can actually uh, sell more. But with the knowledge I have right now, mm-hmm. I can work perfectly in the shop. It's just that I know more about whiskey than everything else. But for instance, I had a colleague who kn- knew a lot, and I mean a lot about wines, but knew barely a, a thing. About whiskey and all that, all that stuff. All right. Well, I mean, that's Every a good thing, too. You, you complement each other at the store. Exactly. Everyone has their strengths and weaknesses, so that, that's just perfect. You said that you share yeah, this, this passion with your partner. Do you share the same dream? Um, Not per se the same dream. However, my dream is a bit big because that would... Uh, require me to literally move to Scotland. Would you? Would but you however, see? there are. But however, there are still some specialty liquor stores in the Netherlands where I can um, work at who almost exclusively sell uh, whiskeys and rums. Work in a distillery. That would be pretty awesome. Like it's. I think you're the first person. I've ever met to tell me that about about having a dream like that. So it's definitely unique, at least from my perspective. That does sound that that does sound unique indeed. Yeah. All right. So you you have your dream. You're working in a liquor store as it is. But yep. how do you get more knowledge? Is it just something that you you know you spend home alone, like just reading about it? Do you? Look for special documentaries. Like, how do you delve deeper into this? 
I do need to look up for information, both um, at friends, but also in the, at YouTube, because there are some channels which do quite some tastings or even some distillery uh, tours in Scotland itself. Um, but also, as you indeed said, documentaries. Mm -hmm. There, are, for instance, is one from Jack Daniel. I'm not sure if there is one from Jim Beam, but that would actually be cool if there was one out from Jim Beam. Ah, I'd, I'd watch it, if anything. You would absolutely watch it, indeed, yeah. Because it's, it's just a documentary of the entire distillery and where they would film literally from the truck um, bringing all the grains all the way to the bottling plant after aging. So you will see the entire um, production method, which is not per se a tedious project, not a tedious um, process, but it's a long process because it will, will take years for a good glass whiskey to find your way, to find their way to your glass. I mean, it'd be fun. It'd be fun watching it. Do you do you have like furry friends or not even furry friends, just friends over? And do you like when you do? Do you have like a, a whiskey taste sometimes at your place? Do you have? Do, do you like to? Do you like the process of sitting down with friends and teaching them ab about whiskey? Like this whiskey's from this. This was made that way. Do, do you do you enjoy that? Or when you're with friends, you're more into relax. No, I absolutely love to uh, share my knowledge with um, with other people. Where indeed I like to sit around the table, um, yeah, um, get two or three glasses of whiskey, uh, taste them, and just talk about what you're what uh, we are tasting. Like, uh, yeah, where you will take a sip, um, dance around in your mouth a little. Um, and then you discuss the tasting notes you'll find in the whiskey. Like, so this will also be a really good way of introducing a new, uh, a first timer or at least a newbie into whiskey. So we need to sit around with some experienced people, drink some, taste some, talk about what you're experiencing, what you're tasting, so you can already start building up your palate and understand whiskey better than just. Uh, throwing it to throwing it into some coke. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I've I remember my friend like opening up a very old whiskey bottle, and he looks at me and he says, "If coke touches this, I will kill you. You do not oh, mix boy. this with coke." And I just look at him and I go, "Then I won't drink it." And he got so angry at me. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it was expensive, yeah. too. I think it was like 100 euros. My gosh. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, where's the Coke? <laughs> did, you remember the, did you remember the name of the whiskey? No, I just remember it was red. Like, not the actual whiskey. Like, the bottle was red. That's all I remember. Because mm. he did finally was. convince me to drink it. And I don't remember much after that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so you, you've definitely had like whiskey, um, like a, a, a whiskey taste night at, at your place or, or something similar than that. Yeah. Usually at my boyfriend's place because mm 
um, again, we all three love uh, love it. So we indeed sit around the table, um, pour dram whiskey, and um, share the experiences that it brings along with it. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome, man. For what moving down from the dream with with Scotland, I would guess before you, before you reach step ten, you have to start at step one. I would guess step one would be someday maybe to go traveling to Scotland and go to a distillery. Is that something you would want to do, or do you want to aim higher than that? No, first I indeed want to aim at the first step indeed to uh, go to Scotland, which I actually have planned for. Later next year, about September, October. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to. Um, I'm planning to visit Scotland uh, for like one and a half weeks to visit multiple distilleries, maybe even two or three uh, on one day, along with my uh, partners to just finally see the distilleries in person and to. Uh, Try some more specialty whiskies, which is whiskies you can't uh, usually get in a normal liquor store. All right. You know, it rains a lot in Scotland, right? What, what did you say? It rains a lot in Scotland, and I'm thinking you're a protogen. It really does <laughs> rain a lot in Scotland, indeed. So, <laughs> luckily, this protogen is uh, waterproof. Oh, damn, they've upgraded. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we've updated. <laughs> we did a firmware update. We're now water water resistant. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Like, and before wrapping it before wrapping it up, me saying like, what what whiskey would you recommend? I understand that's way too broad. Like, it, like you wouldn't even know like where to begin. But if someone would want to try a brand a little more expensive, a little more higher up than a Jim Beam or a Jack Daniels. Could you recommend something or do you feel like it's still too broad? You would have to know the person well before recommending anything. Can be a tad hard because um, Jim Beam and Jack Daniels are indeed bourbon whiskeys mm -hmm. and the whiskey I personally drink the most, which uh, is Scotch whiskey. Mm -hmm. Which, in terms of flavor profile, can be quite far apart. However, if you do want something that has still some quite some spice to it, I recommend you looking for um, uh, a whiskey which which is called Buna Haben, Buna. twelve years old. It is from an island that otherwise makes whiskeys with a rather weird taste. If people know. They will know. It's called Isla. That's the island. However, this whiskey is sweet. It has some spice to it in, um, in its flavor. It usually is just velvety smooth. It has some wood to it in its flavor. If you are used to whiskey, like in the Jim Beam and Jardin, which has some kick to it, Bunahaben 12, or whiskeys with our, who are Cherry finished. It's important label. You can try that because that's the nice amount of spice and finesse you are looking for in a whisk. Yeah. When it when it comes to Scotch whiskey, at least. Mm -hmm. Do you have any brand that you that you have a go to that you personally drink for yourself? 
That would be Budahabin, and that's the distillery in Scotland. All right. I'll keep my eyes um, open for it. It has an interesting spelling. I'll, I'll get you the spelling shortly. <laughs> Send me the spelling, and I'll put it in the description for this podcast for anyone that wants to check it out. You just yes, had no. a recommendation now, my amigos, from someone who knows what they're talking about. Because when I say, hey, what do you drink, Jim Beam? Nine out of ten times, I get, I get the look of, oh, wait, why? Why would you do that? So this is actually now a recommendation from someone who knows what they're talking about. I will put that name in the description for the podcast episode. Nunky, is there anything you oh, yeah. you feel like you, you you want to say? Something that you feel like this is information I want to come up, I want to give in this in this podcast. Absolutely, it it, it is whiskey again, and maybe another recommendation, but still, mm-hmm. I have to share it for people who really want to. Um, make their taste buds dance a lot. From the same island, there are some other whiskeys with heaty flavor, which is just um, explained as chimney smoke, peat smoke, bonfire smoke, and try some rather other interesting tastes and smells. One of the best one is Art Big Ugedal. Ugedal. Well, it's very full. It's at the same time, the same sweetness, and a lovely rounded peatiness. If you like peat, absolutely go for the Ugadal. It has a weird spelling again, but that's what you get with Scotland. <laughs> I'll put both in, in the description. That's two recommendation. What other podcast does this? At least furry podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nunky, uh, do you have any any like um, Twitter that you want to promote? Do you have anything you want to plug? A Twitter, a, a Telegram? Do you want any information out there, or is that something you want to keep to yourself? I have Blue Sky. Blue Sky. Yeah, I got Blue Sky, which is a new form of Twitter. Mm-hmm. If people know how Blue Sky works with its usernames, it's easy to use. However, it's basically the same with Twitter. And my blue, my Blue Sky would be just. Nunky Wolf, and then you'll Im- immediately see me popping up on that new app. All right. Oh, that's perfect. The, my name on everything on social media, including Telegram and Discord. Yeah, that was something that was very nice. It's like, hey, when I was going to add you on Discord, hey, what's your at? It's the same. Oh, okay. And every time I wanted to do something new with you, so what's your name? It's still the same. So now Blue Sky, yep. it's still the same. And that's awesome. It's still the same. <laughs> Nunky, I want to thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you so much for talking about whiskey. If anything, I feel like running to my car right now and driving to the nearest liquor store and buying myself some Jim Beam. I'm not going to, <laughs> but I want to. <laughs> thank Perfect. you so much. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. And amigos, I will Let's see you next week for episode four, the last one of Furry Month. Nunky, again, thank you so much. Adios. Adios. Adios.